restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. St. Patrick's Day today. I hope all of you are having a good morning. I hope all of you got a good night's sleep. And more importantly, I hope all of you had your time with the Lord this morning. You are locked and loaded right here on Live from America, folks. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it is an honor to be here with you every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, twice a day. God bless each and every one of you. And look, I really do mean that. When I, when I say that I pray for each and every one of you, I do. And we're going to start a new segment here on Live from America. Usually, we do the open, the cold open, do a little introduction, and then we read some shout-outs. Now, I'm still going to read shout-outs. But another thing that I'm going to do since I belong to Real America's Voice News, and since this entire show is to get your voice out there multiplied to the nation, we're going to start reading some emails that are sent into live from America because 99% of them are relevant. 99% of them, other than people just saying, hey, good show, thanks for doing what you do. A lot of people have a lot to say. And America is going to start hearing what everybody has to say on live from America. Before we get into that, last night, Ben Berkwam on the road sent me a text message, said, I'm here at this hotel and in our hotel, somebody just overdosed on fentanyl and I'm going to send you the footage. So Ben sent me the footage late last night. And before I play this video for you, I want you to understand The incredible danger that Ben puts himself and his family in every single day. And he doesn't have to do it. Ben could go get a job somewhere. I could go get a different job somewhere. We we both had different jobs at one time. But we felt that God was calling us to do something. And a lot of people say, you know, Ben, you shouldn't be doing this. Well, I think Ben should be doing this. Because somebody needs to. Somebody needs to have that courage. I want you all to understand something else, too. COVID isn't the real pandemic. The real pandemic is bad policy and fentanyl. I want you all to understand how bad fentanyl really is and how much of there how much of it there is in the United States currently, at least a ballpark estimate. And there is enough fentanyl to kill every American in this country 
six times over. That means there is enough fentanyl to kill 350 million Americans six times over. Let that set in for a minute. Here's this video from Ben that he sent me last night that I think all of you should watch. Again, this is somebody who overdosed in the same hotel Ben was sleeping in and his family was in. First night we get to the hotel here in Pinell County, come around the corner and there's an overdose happening. This is what the cartel brings into America. Possible overdose and we responded to the fire department and fire department's taking over and fentanyl's a real problem. That's what it's CPR and hope for the best and we're, we uh, do you guys do Narcan? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we all carry Narcan and you know it's we administer it more often than we would like to, for sure. Is it it's something that's getting worse? I think it is getting worse just in terms of how frequently we go to the calls. They, obviously the fire department always goes, but we're usually there right away also. And, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, we have a lot of drugs that come through this corridor in terms of the I-8 and the I-10. You know, it's it's a problem here, like just like it is everywhere in America. So we're no different. We're just kind of right smack in the middle of an area where it comes through our town and we're not immune. Yeah. down here to cover the invasion on our southern border and the, what it, the impact it's having on communities not just here but in America and uh, the, as we're going out to have dinner we notice EMS and, and police arriving to an apparent fentanyl overdose thank God the police had the Narcan they revived him when I saw him he was unresponsive by the time they got him in the ambulance he was alive but this is happening in communities across America and it just happened here at the hotel that we're staying in it's, it's out of control, and this is just one of the consequences of Joe Biden's open borders and the open border policies of America. Big shout out to Ben Berkwam, guys. Please reach out to Ben if you follow him on any social media and let him know that you really appreciate what him and his family are doing. You know, they don't get paid a lot here on Real America's Voice News. I don't get paid a lot. We both probably made more money than we did prior uh, with other jobs, but that's not what it's about. And I want to say something else before I start reading some emails, folks. Um, when I told you the other day that I'm kicking this show into third gear, I meant that for in two different ways. Number one, I'm going to start standing up louder, prouder, and more matter-of-factly, not only on this show, but in real life, everyday life. If I see something wrong, I'm going to call it out. If I see somebody doing something or saying something against American values, I'm going to call it out, and I'm not going to be afraid about whose feelings it hurts, and I'm not going to be rude or mean about it. But we need people to start standing up. That's what this whole show is dedicated to today. It's going to be a lot of good news on the show today because this whole show is dedicated to taking back the country and showing you the people that do it and how we do it. And we are winning. The second part of that third gear, turning to third gear, was this. I spend a lot of time worrying about this business. I spend a lot of time worrying about making sure that this business stays viable and financed for you and so that we can keep life from America going. And I lose a lot of sleep over it. I work 14 hours a day minimum. And, uh, and I'm always worried about, you know, how we're going to stay funded since it's only donations. And how we're going to get it out there to the masses. We got to share. We got to share. I'm done doing that. I'm going to 100% rely on the Lord for everything because that's what he's telling me to do. And I just want you to know, if you find it in your heart to donate, that's great. If you find it in your heart to help the show, Buying something, that's great. Putting in a promo code, that's great. Sharing the video, that's great. From now on, you're not going to hear me ask for it. I'm going to pray to God for it, okay? Let's get into these emails. I want to read you quite a bit of them this morning, and then we'll get to God, and then I'll tell you who we are going to raise money for for the Slurp Fund today because we're getting into the folder of, of, of Slurp Fund recipients 
and we need to make sure that these people are taken care of if we can do anything about it, even if it's just a little bit. I have some prayer requests and some other things to read to you, so please bear with me. This is the real voice of America. Kathy Cappy, somebody that we have raised money for before, and she passed it on to somebody else. She's asking for prayers today, ladies and gentlemen. She says, hi, I'm in a bad place. I'd like to ask my Live from America family to pray for me. February 15th, I had open rotator cuff surgery. I was put on pain medication then and that actor or interacted with another medication that I'm on. I began having really bad panic attacks and I'm seeing a psychiatrist to help stop the attacks. The doctor says I also have a bad reaction to anesthesia. I never felt so alone in my life. If it's okay with you, I'd like to ask for the Live from America family to pray for me. I thank you and respect you for doing the Lord's work in America to make America a better place. Sincerely, Kathy Cappy. Ladies and gentlemen, please continue to pray for Kathy and her family. Moving on to my buddy Uber Mike in Pennsylvania. I love you, Mike. God bless you, and I'm sorry I don't always get back to you. He says, hey, buddy, I just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm running for state rep here in Pennsylvania. Hopefully I make the primary. Another person standing up to take back this country, Mike I call him Uber Mike because he picked me up for free when I went to the, when I went to there um, as part of the Save America Freedom Tour. He picked me up on his own dime and his own time and took me out to lunch. For that, I'll ever be in his debt, forever be in his debt. Here's from uh, Brian Beal, a veteran of our country, says, Jeremy, I want to say thank you for all you do. Thank you for your love for the country. Thank you for your love for God Almighty. And thank you for your service to our nation and its people. As a combat veteran of almost 20 years in the service in the United States Army, I know a sacrifice and and I know a sacrifice and dedication what it looks like, sir. I just want to thank you for all you do. Thank you for all you did, uh, Brian, in, in, in saving our country and keeping us free. Now I want to read something else to you about uh, and this is from Mike Hosang. However, I'm going to keep this until a little later because this email actually coincides with a part of the stories or a part of the show that I'm going to do uh, today. So I'll, I'll set that aside for right now. But I would like to ask, ladies and gentlemen, we need to, uh, if you find it in your heart and you do have enough money, even with gas prices the way they are, uh, for um, anybody who, who wants to, make sure that you label it that this is for Nancy. And I'll ask my, my producer to make sure that he keeps track if he can. If not, we'll go back afterwards. But uh, Nancy says, hello. And she says, I hate, in capital letters, to ask for help, but I have no other way right now. I was always helped I always helped others, but now I have to ask for help, and she doesn't like to do that. Believe me. I need help in paying some taxes, my taxes, before I lose my house. I have ALS, and I'm in a wheelchair. This is hard to ask for help at any age, uh, at my age of 65, and I never thought I'd ever have to ask for help before. I watch your show every day, two times a day. If anybody could help, please help. And this is for Nancy Hurler for her taxes so she doesn't lose her house. Um, we have $2,000 sitting in the, in the, in the slurp fund right now. Uh, I'd be willing to, uh, to donate $300 out of that to help out. I don't, I know that's not a lot compared to whatever taxes are going to be, but it's something Nancy. So I'm dedicating $300 of the slurp fund to you today. And now let's go to the Lord and pray for these folks as they've asked for prayers and they, and they've asked for help, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go there now. I'm sorry I didn't get a newsletter out this morning. As you can tell, things are really busy around here, busier than ever. I do apologize. So let's go to the Lord together on this March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. From Jesus listening this morning. Precious Jesus, you are the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in you will live even though he dies. You spoke this powerful truth to Martha when her brother Lazarus had been dead for four days and she believed in you. You, then you commanded Lazarus to come out of his tomb, and guess what he did? I love pondering your teachings, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. You are everything I could ever need. For this life and the next, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in you. Believing this truth simplifies my life and helps me stay focused on you. Please train me in the joyful discipline of treasuring you above all else. You are the answer to all my struggles, the joy that uh, pervades all time and circumstances. You make my hard times bearable and my good times even better. So I come to you just as I am. 
desiring to share more and more of my life with you. I rejoice as I journey with you, the way who guides me step by step and the resurrection who gives me eternal life. In your majestic name we pray. Amen. Amen. And folks, I got to tell you, that's the kind of stuff that keeps us going. That's the kind of stuff that makes us strong. And that's the kind of stuff that will save each and every one of us for what we're going through right now. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. I want to say thank you to all who are watching. I know some people even watch at work. Tisk tisk. But how else are you going to get the truth in the gospel, right? Please remove your hats and join with me as we think and pray for and about everybody in our life from America family as we think and pray for our elected leaders, whether we like them or not, that they do the right thing, and that we think and pray for and about the people that want to do us harm, that we can be protected in the armor of God, and that God will keep us protected from those people. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We're making a difference, folks. We're making a difference. And I know it sounds like I'm... I, I, I feel that you guys might think, and I, I've just seen a couple comments that allude to this. I feel that you guys think that I'm down today or that I feel or sound defeated in any way, but that's not true. As a matter of fact, it's completely the opposite. I feel at peace. I feel very strong. I feel very courageous, and I feel very protected as we move further into whatever Live from America continues to grow into. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, please, if you're drinking a coffee or whatever it is, put your cups up today as we start the day off with our first slurp. Here we go, folks. First and foremost section of today, I told you and promised you that this show was all going to be about how we take back this country and highlighting the people that are doing it. And you cannot have that discussion or say the words that I just said without talking about an American hero in my eyes, and that is Stephen K. Bannon. Stephen K. Bannon was not on the war room yesterday morning, and he was being filled in for by Peter Navarro, who also is a fighter for this country. Now, I would put Stephen K. Bannon and Mike Lindell probably at the top of the people who are fighting for this country. Because they have the voice, they have the following, they have the power, and they have the money to say everything that they need to say in order to save this country. And here's the best part. They have the courage to say it. Not only on their shows and in front of a camera, but in public to anybody who will ask them. They don't waver. They don't change. They don't do anything to appease anyone except for this country, this American beautiful country that we live in. So a big shout out to Stephen K. Bannon, Mike Lindell, Peter Navarro, and many others. But yesterday, the reason why Stephen, ba Stephen K. Bannon was not on the war room was because he was in D.C., uh, in the D.C. legal system fighting for you and I. And not as a defensive, um, not as a defensive strategy, Stephen Bannon yesterday was doing it as an offensive part of what he's going through. He got into a little tisk or a little conversation with a reporter who was clearly a left-wing, globalist, Biden-loving puppet supporter of Obama and all of the uh, progressive communist ideas, ideals. And Stephen K. Bannon was having none of it. As a matter of fact, he sounded exactly like he does on his show in public, and that is why I admire him. Do I agree every time he says something? No, but that's called, you know, human beings. I'm sure there's a lot of things that he thinks about me that he doesn't agree with. Not very many, maybe a few. Yesterday, he was a hero. I want to highlight what he said yesterday to this reporter and how he stood up for you and how he stood up for me with zero fear on his face and very matter-of-factly. Check this out. 
Come on, here we go. This noise, uh, the January 6th committee, it's subpoena noise. Yes, do, noise. Do you recognize? I think. I think. I think do you know. recognize the significance of January 6th? That it was a riot. That it was violent, has, and the police were attacked. This, this has nothing to do with the January 6th. Okay, this has nothing to do with January 6th. It has nothing to do with January 6th. All of this is noise. They're investigating and January 6th. By the way, the judge is very fair. What, what are, what uh, let me say this. Fair. This has nothing to do with January 6th. That is all noise. Let me say What's this. The central to my work is taking down the illegitimate regime of the Biden administration, and I do it every day. Amen. I do not consider them legitimate. I've stated this many times. I think this election on November 3rd was stolen, and I've gone out publicly day after day after day. Number two is to make sure this November, by an overwhelming vote, we destroy the Democratic Party as a political institution, which we will do as a national political The word destroy institution. might be troubling in the wake of January Shut 6th. Shut up. No, no, I said at the, listen, listen to what I said. I said at the ballot box. You've seen all the polling. You've seen how we're doing in South Texas among Hispanics. You've seen how we're doing among African Americans. You see how low Biden's, the illegitimate regime, polling is at all-time lows. And I've said, so don't put words in my mouth and don't try to spin it. I have said at the ballot box, we have an overwhelming, and we're going to take 100-seat majority in the House and start to turn things around. And number three is always at the root of all this and all the national problems is the Chinese Communist Party, and we're going to do that. That's the three. That's that's signal. All of this is noise. Mr. Patterson, what do you mean? That's signal. All of this is noise. Don't put words in my mouth and don't try to spin it. That is the kind of courage that inspires me. I would say the same thing as Bannon said in that setting. If I was in that situation, you would have heard almost the same exact words come out of my mouth. Because I'm a friend of Bannon's? No. Because I admire his show and what he does? No. Because we think alike. Because they think we think like you. You think like us. We think like Trump. That is why Trump is so powerful. It's because he's got the people behind him because he says and thinks what we say and what we think. And I love the fact that he said, look, you want to know what we're going to do? We're going to do A, B, and C. Or he said one, two, and three. And one of those was we are going to get rid of this illegitimate president because he's not legitimate in the first place. We are going to destroy the Democratic Party. And we're going to gain 100 seats. And then we're going after the CCP. And here's another thing. And you might have seen me do this when I have guests on. Okay, especially when I have Doug Mastriano on him and I have this uh, inside joke when I have uh, Senator Doug Mastriano on about, oh, I didn't mean to say it that calm down, FBI, you know what I meant. And so D- Stephen K. Bannon said he wants to destroy the Democratic Party. And this guy says, well, destroy that could be that could be construed as the same thing about January 6th. It's like, shut up. You know what? We, from now on, we don't care about your feelings anymore. From now on, we're not even going to cover our own butts by saying, oh, by the way, this is what we actually meant by that. We didn't mean we're actually going to destroy you, like kill you. Here's the deal. From this day forward, on this March 17th, year of our Lord, 2022, St. Patty's Day, mark my words, you will never hear me apologize or you will never hear me um, describe or explain what I really meant. What you hear is however you take it. And if you want to go to court, I've been to court before fighting these lefties. I've won. I've been to court before fighting these people that tried to cancel culture me. I have won. You can prove in a court of law what I meant when I, when I said what I said. You can try to prove what I intended to say or the intent behind what I tried to say. From now on, you can take it how you want to take it. I'm done apologizing. I'm an American. I have free speech given to me by God Almighty. And there is nobody in, a, in an elected official uh, position in the government, in any of these alphabet agencies, anywhere online, anywhere that comes knocking on my door, nobody is going to tell me different and make me do anything from now on any differently than the way I want to do it, period. And I don't care if that makes me lose viewers. I don't care if that, oh, you got to watch what you say. No, we don't have to watch what we say. Why? Because it's a free country. I'm a man of God, so I'm not going to go out there and purposely say things to hurt people. I'm going to say things very matter-of-factly, and if you don't like it, then there's another show to watch. Period. So I give a big shout-out to Stephen K. Bannon and Mike Lindell and Peter Navarro and many, many, many others out there who are not afraid to say what they mean and mean what they say. So for that, ladies and gentlemen, you already know who's getting the Smarty Award on my show today. (laughs) 
Smarty Award of the Day here on Live from America goes to Stephen K. Bannon for inspiring patriotism, for inspiring courage, and for letting us know whatever you say behind closed doors, you better be willing to say in front of public too, or else you're nothing but a hypocrite and nobody's going to take you seriously to begin with. Now, moving on to another person who stood up and who decided to finally say, you know what, I am done being a puppet for the Biden administration, for the left, and I'm going to do my job. And ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about Gray's Gray TV's reporter, John Decker. Yesterday, John Decker, in the White House press uh, room, in front of the White House press secretary, directed to the White House press secretary, Miss Psycho Circleback Jen Psaki. Finally, thank the Lord Almighty, finally we have, excuse me, I had a little burp there. Finally, we have, a reporter who said, you know what, I'm going to ask the questions, you be quiet, and you listen to what I say. Because all, when it's all said and done, Jen Psaki and everybody else who's up there trying to spin the narrative and trying to lead you to questions that they feel comfortable about a- answering, those days are over. You work for us, and it's finally nice to see a reporter have a little bit of courage because you know what's going to happen? The, the ratings for that show, for Gray's TV, or for Gray TV, which, by the way, isn't a very large TV station. So if they're not a very large TV station, why doesn't Real America's Voice make me the, the, white, the uh, white House press <laughs> correspondent? You want ratings? Put me in front of Jen Psaki. You'll get ratings. But that's exactly what's going to happen, is people are going to see the ratings of this very, very uh, unpopular TV station, Gray TV, And they're going to want a piece of that. And courage is contagious. And we talk about it all the time. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is Gray TV's John Decker taking it to Psycho Gen Sack. put out a list of all of the military equipment included in that $400 million, $800 million that's being provided to Ukraine. Among those items, let me read them to you, 100 grenade launchers, 5,000 rifles, 1,000 pistols, 400 machine guns and 400 shotguns. Are you saying those items are not offensive weapons? They're weapons that help the Ukrainian people fight against an invasion by a foreign country. They can be used offensively, can they not? Again, they're weapons. What I'm talking about is weapons that can be used to fight. The answer is yes. I mean, although you don't want to say it, that answer to that question is yes. And so obviously you're trying to make this distinction between offensive well what we're talking about let me weapons. finish let me finish well, let me we're finish t- let me finish my, let me finish my make, answer no, you are no i was finishing a point and then you can respond to my okay point. go ahead all right you're making this distinction between offensive and defensive weapons anybody that looks at that list of weapons that i just mentioned they would say clearly they're offensive if a ukrainian military officer or someone who is enlisted has one of these weapons they can take out uh, a Russian military official of some sort with these weapons. They're offensive in nature. So why not provide more offensive weapons like this to the Ukrainian military? Well, first of all, we are providing a range of rifles, etc. There is a difference between a plane and planes and massive military systems. I think anybody would recognize this. Uh, and what we're talking about, which is giving rifles and pistols to many of them farmers and people living in countrysides to defend themselves. I think there's a difference that most people recognize. Thank you, everyone. Hey, Jen Saki, how about the rifles and pistols that you're giving to the Ukrainian government? How about, how about the fact that United States soldiers who actually went to Ukraine to help Ukraine fight against Russia via Poland who now have gotten into Ukraine and have not been supplied with any guns, any ammo, any body armor whatsoever, and then the American soldiers are saying, okay, well, we're out of here then. We're not going to stay here and help you fight this war if you're not going to give us the ample uh, uh, the means to be able to fight with you, and then they try to leave, and they will not let them leave. You, did you see this? Have you heard this? Or has this not gone on your radar because mainstream media won't cover it? There's viral videos going on right now, ladies and gentlemen, they're not hard to find, of American soldiers saying, we can't even get out of here. We can't even leave. They won't let us leave. Why? Why won't they let you leave? 
Could it be because they don't want you to come back and tell everything you saw? Could it be because they don't want you to come back and tell the real news of what you saw? Look, you wanted to be Rambo. You wanted to go over there and help. You wanted to go over there and help. And a, a government that I told you was one of the most corrupt governments on the planet. You wanted to go over there and help because you thought you were Rambo. And guess what? Now you're stuck there and you're stuck there with no ammo and you're stuck there with no weapons. But yet we can give the Ukrainian government, very crooked government, by the way, weapons and ammo and say that it's not offensive. We can't give them planes and up because that would be considered, you know, an act of war against Russia. You don't think Madman Putin is going to think you giving them uh, grenade launchers and uh, and and guns and ammo and all this stuff an act of war against Russia? Are you completely stupid? Are you completely stupid? Are these people stuck on stupid to the point where we don't even have logic anymore? Come on. Big shout out to John Decker for holding her accountable. And you see, he made Little Red uh, Lying Hood run away. She couldn't even stay and answer any more questions because she knew better. Big shout out to John Decker. Find him on social media and let him know how much you appreciate him standing up for you and the rest of the world. Moving on to another person that we've exposed and we have running away, kind of like Psycho Jen Psaki, Little Red Lying Hood, and that's Tony the Rat Face Fauci. We have been asking, where in the world is Tony the Rat Face Fauci? He's harder to find than where's Waldo lately. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we now know where Tony the, Fauci, Tony the Ratface Fauci is. We now know where he's been. And we also now know what he's afraid of and why you haven't seen him. Tony the Ratface Fauci has given a statement to the Washington Post, which we all know is owned by Amazon Jeff Bezos. And the Washington Post is also the political propaganda arm of the federal government, specifically the left. But Tony the Rat Face Fauci has recently told the Washington Post that he now fears that you, myself, and the rest of the people that call themselves Republicans are going to target him when they gain control. Well, he said if, I'm saying when. Fauci fears Republicans will target him when they gain control of Congress this year. Tony the Ratface Fauci has suggested that if Republicans take control of Congress, they will target him and come after him. He told the Washington Post, quote, it is Benghazi hearings all over again. Fauci said, according to the Washington Post, quote, they'll, meaning us, try to beat me up in public, And there'll be nothing there, he said. But it will distract me from doing my job the way it's doing right now. Oh, well, we hope so, sir. That is the entire reason for it, is to distract you and take you away from the job that you are doing because the job that you are doing is killing people, lying to people, and using force and and making yourself... King Fauci, you're a megalomaniac, and we are coming after you, and you are correct, and that is where Tony the Ratface Fauci has been. Fauci, who has served as the NIAID director for more than three decades, has been a prominent public health figure throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. He is also currently serving as the chief medical advisor to resident Joe Biden. Republican Senator Rand Paul, who had been uh, who had been a big time critic of Fauci, proposed an amendment to nix the NIAID director position. But guess what? That proposal did not clear the Senate as even uh, Senate Republicans voted to keep him where he is. And the Senate uh, health panel yesterday or two days ago shot down Rand Paul's measure to fire Fauci. But it's okay, Rand Paul. It's okay, all of you senators who voted to keep him. We're coming after him. And guess what else? We're coming after every one of you, too. Look at me when I tell you. Do I look like I'm lying? Do I look like we're backing off? Does it look like we're afraid? As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite. We went from shocked to anger to now very controlled anger and a very controlled strategy. We're coming for you. And once we do come for you, and that day does come, not only will you be removed from the position that you have lived so fat on for so long, and I'm not only talking about Tony Fauci, 
you will, all of your security clearances will be stripped and you will no longer be able to make a living by selling secrets that you are privy to because we give you that power back to the American people for million-dollar book deals. Those days are over. We're coming for you. Just know that. And I know that all the people that watch Live from America, all the people that watch Real America's Voice News, all the people that watch OAN, all the people that watch Right Side Broadcasting, and yes, even all the people that watch Fox are finally starting to wake up and get it. Did you guys notice the shift? Did you guys notice the wind shift over at Fox News in the last 48 hours? Have you guys noticed that it isn't only Tucker now who is talking about the same thing that I've been talking about on Live from America? No, Jesse Waters is finally starting to talk about it. Apparently, Laura Ingram was starting to talk about it. Apparently, Bill Hemmer is supposedly starting to talk about it. And I just got that from Steve Bannon this morning. So, folks, the, sh- the tides are shifting even over at Fox News. Sean Hannity, maybe you might want to jump on board before you become a thing of the past as well. Now, I know I've been tough on Tucker, and people can be tough on me. I get it. I'm sure if Tucker even knew who I was, he'd be hard on me too, and I've been tough on him when he's apologized. Not for anything else, but when he's apologized for his opinion. And it's finally nice to see Tucker coming back swinging and saying, you know what? What I said was real, and I'm going to stand by it. I love that. Good job, Tucker. It's about time. It's about time people start waking up and understanding what the rest of us in this world have known and have been trying to get out there and say for the long time. Now, I'm not saying Fox News watches live from America because I'm nobody. I'm nothing. I'm nothing but a hole in the wall, but guess what? I'm a child of God. And truth does find its way to the public. And maybe, just maybe, we here on Live from America had a little bit of something to do with that. Now, I want to continue exposing, spending time here on Live from America because I think it's essential. I want to continue exposing our elected officials that lie to us. It's not right, and it's not fair that these people lie to us to get elected and then go and lie to us some more when we trust these people to have our best interests. It's not right, and it's not fair. So here's the deal. Here's your ultimatum. And you can hear me out or not at this point. You either are a fan of and support Donald J. Trump, or you are either a fan of and support Lindsey Graham. But you can't be both. Time to get off the fence. And the reason why I'm using Lindsey Graham in this scenario today is because I think Lindsey Graham is a bigger threat to South Carolina and this nation than even Vladimir Putin. You cannot... Lindsey Graham represents everything Donald Trump is trying to get rid of. Period. So you either are a fan of and support Donald J. Trump or you are a fan of and support the old Republican Party, which, by the way, Sean Hannity and unfortunately somebody that I've respected for so long. I'm not saying I don't respect him now, but he falls in this category. Mark Levin and many others. They're falling into that category. I know where I am. I know where I stand. Let's talk a little bit more about Lindsey Graham because there's no more free rides, Randy, and no more free passes. This is a new world, this is a new country, this is a new Republican Party, and you guys will catch up. And just like Donald Trump said at his thing and his uh, rally last week, the deep state, and that includes Lindsey Graham, will be brought to heel, and the process has already begun. Lindsey Graham is nothing but Joe Biden and Barack Hussein Obama with a different letter in front of his name, folks. And that's just the way it is. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Liar Lindsey Graham threatened to use the 25th Amendment against and to get rid of President Donald J. Trump on January 6th. Do you remember that? Or how soon do we forget? But he's never once threatened to use the 25th Amendment, which it could be used against dementia-ridden Joe Biden, To remove potato brain Joe Biden, who is destroying the country day by day. Don't you think that is odd? A new book out says that Senator Lindsey Graham threatened to use the 25th Amendment to remove President Trump from office in phone calls to the White House and to the former chief of staff on January 6th. Called the White House and said lawmakers would ask the cabinet members to invoke the 25th Amendment. I'm sure we all remember when this happened, but it seems like we forget, doesn't it? 
to remove then-President Donald J. Trump from office if he did not do more to condemn the rioters at the Capitol. Guess who this book uh, was put out by? Jonathan Martin and Alex Burns. Alexander Burns. This will not pass, says the Graham furiously, while he's calling the White House counsel Pat uh, uh, Cipollone while the riot was happening on January 6th. Not once has Lindsey Graham threatened to use the 25th Amendment against the current dementia patient that occupies 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. As a matter of fact, you saw the video that I played yesterday where he was, oh, Joe Biden is the greatest human being that God ever created. If you don't like Joe Biden, there must be something wrong with you. Yesterday, Lindsey Graham was asked, do you still stand by and support your statements that Vladimir Putin should be executed and assassinated? And he said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Do I think America should do that? No, he said. But I do think somebody should rise up in Russia and take him out because he's nothing but a nuisance to the world and it will be making the world a better place. And he said, and I know, this is exact words yesterday, he says, and I know that if my buddy John McCain were right here today, he would be saying the same thing I am. Yeah, we know that, loser, because we also played the video last week of you and John McCain in Ukraine in 2016 trying to go to war with Russia then. You're not fooling us. We know who you are. And you know what else he said? He said he doesn't even care about the backlash that he gets for saying what he said about assassinating Trump. I mean, uh, Putin. So go ahead. Let Lindsey Graham know exactly how you feel about him moving forward because he's not going to fair weather uh, change his uh, support once he sees Donald Trump rising back to power. So you know what to do. Light that loser up. Light that loser up. He deserves it. Here we go, folks. More winning and more exposing Thanks to Almighty God. Look, I'm on fire on this show today, and I knew I was going to be on fire on this show today because of the plethora of evidence that helps me and helps others expose people that we have. And not only that, because we're highlighting people who are doing exactly what we need to do to stop our country from further slipping into wokeism to stop the country's bleeding and bring us back to health and have full restoration of this country and its traditions. It is coming. I promise you, it is coming. And I'm more in tune with things now than when I was uh, with with, um, Mike Pence, okay? I was really just getting into all of this at that point. And now, living this day in and day out, 24-7 for nearly two years, I understand a hell of a lot more, and excuse my language, than I did back then. 108 people. Think about how long that is. Think about if you got up to a line and there was 108 people in front of you. Think about it. Visualize 108 people, and you're the 109th. That's a lot of people, right? Well, a lot of people, 108 to be exact, were arrested in Florida for human trafficking, and sex trafficking in a huge statewide sting. Four of those employees were Disney employees. I don't think any corporation out there does more to harm your children, both physically, emotionally, and mentally, than Disney. Disney murders and rapes children. Go ahead and take that part of this show and share it to whoever you want, whether you have nefarious actions behind it or not disney murders and rapes children because they support the murder and the rape of children and 108 people were just arrested in this huge human trafficking sting and four of them happened to be disney's employees but we're going to get into disney a little bit more after we talk about this the arrest of human trafficker and four children child predators alone makes this whole operation worthwhile sheriff judd who by the way sheriff judd is the bomb said during a presser yesterday where uh he says where this is where there is prostitution there is exploitation disease dysfunction and broken families i agree Four Disney employees and a retired judge were among the people arrested in this sting. Xavier Jackson, 27 years old, works as a lifeguard 
at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Thought he was meeting with a 14-year-old girl for sex. Ha <laughs> ha, he wasn't. He was meeting the long arm of the Florida law, ladies and gentlemen. Authorities have arrested 108 people, including alleged child sexual predators and those seeking prostitutes in a six-day undercover human trafficking operation in the great sunshine state of Florida. And among these taken into custody were four Disney employees and a retired judge. During the operation, which they called Operation March Sadness, detectives found prostitutes who had posted online advertisements through various websites and social media platforms like Facebook to identify people who were seeking them out. They also identified adults who thought they were inappropriately communicating with children. Undercover detectives then communicated online with these suspects before meeting them at a location and arresting them. Members of anti-trafficking organizations also responded, speaking with prostitutes and offering them services and counseling. Officials identified four Disney employees among those arrested, Xavier Jackson, 27, Judd, uh, who worked at a, a Polynesian resort, which we just spoke about. Judd said Jackson sent inappropriate photos of himself and messages to an undercover detective who pretended to be a 14-year-old girl, and yes, he knew the age. He was charged with three accounts of transmitting harmful material to a minor and one account of lawful communication, unlawful communication. The three others were allegedly attempting to solicit a prostitute who identified by Judd as Wilkerson Fidel, 24, who worked at the Cosmic Restaurant at Walt Disney's World's Tomorrowland for four years. Shubham Malave, 27, who is on a visa citizenship from India and worked as a software developer for Disney and Ralph Lease, 45, who spent nearly four years working in IT for Disney. We even have a little video right here of the sheriff talking about this. Let's go to that right now. Just, it's unbelievable the victims we get with our human trafficking operations. And we identified one this time that I'll talk about without her name. Many times it takes follow-up investigation by this wonderful team of counselors in order to get there. But let's start with Mr. Finley. Mr. Finley is not involved in this from a human trafficking slash prostitution operation, but we hit a grand slam in that we also found child sex predators. And he's the first child sex predator that we identified. He's 39 years of age. He's a handyman, he's from Mulberry. And he traveled to our undercover location thinking he was gonna engage a very young child. So basically the entire, uh, basically the entire press conference says what I just said at a 5,000 foot overview. But at least you can see what's going on now. This morning, Marvel, by the way, which I have loved the Marvel movies, okay? The video has no sound, but I can hear Jeremy. Oh, that's weird. Hopefully you guys all had sound. Now, I've enjoyed the Marvel movies. My children have enjoyed the Marvel movies, Iron Man, Thor, all of that. But about halfway through their 30-movie escapade that they've been on, they started going woke. And they started putting in all this woke crap in their movies, and you could start to see what it, was, what it really was, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, Disney owns Marvel, if you did not know that. And Marvel Studios, in response to Governor Ron DeSantis signing into law that children should not be taught about sex on, in first, second, and third grade, this is how Marvel responded, and this is why I'm done with Marvel now. All my kids are too, as long as they're in my house. We strongly denounce any and all they put in capital letters, like that means something. Legislation that infringes on the basic human rights of LGBTQIA+. 
Marvel Studio stands for hope, inclusivity, and strength, and we proudly stand with the community. Today, we pledge to continue our strong commitment as allies who promote the values of equality, acceptance, and respect of first, second, and third graders when you're talking about their penises and their vaginas, you pedophile scumbags. Disney rapes and murders children and they want to come out with some virtue signaling tweet crap like that. You're done. You're done. You are ca- you're you're putting this statement out as it relates to first, second and third graders like they think or know that they belong to an A B C D E F G community. Are you completely insane and out of your minds? I can't wait until God has his justice on these people. I can't wait for that day. Nothing in this world makes me more mad than children being screwed with like this. Brainwashing is bad enough, but when you're talking about sexualizing children, please, Jesus, be with me. Be with me. So now, you know a little bit more about Disney. Moving right along to another illegitimate loser with a position he shouldn't have. And not based on his intelligence, not based on his skill, not based on his education or his ability. No, he shouldn't have the position because his boss did not... Let me repeat that one more time for Mayorkas at the DHS. Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg's boss, did not win the 2020 election. He stole it. We can prove it. Come and get me. But anyway, going back to Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, whatever his name is, he says from his elitist ivory tower, One solution to dealing with the high gas prices that we are all experiencing is to start taking public transportation. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, we all just have access to public transportation. We also have access to uh, money that grows on trees and, uh, you know, jobs that we used to have that you stopped us from having because of COVID, the common cold. But this is Pete Buttigieg talking about how you should just take public transportation and shut up. Ride a bike like he does. You mentioned gas prices briefly, and they continue to soar across this country. Uh, You know, can the public transportation system, as it's situated today, can it handle a potential influx of people that just can't afford to drive to work anymore? Talk to us about some of the investments you have started to make in infrastructure here uh, from the public transport side. Well, we do have a lot of capacity in public transit, uh, and that's something that uh, you know I, I hope becomes a, uh, a means of choice. Uh, he said he, he does have the capacity for, for mass public transit. Does he have the capacity to breastfeed children? Oh, yeah. Him and his husband did that with a fake breast. Remember that? Sickos. Anyway, here we go. Alongside driving, that people have good options and good affordable options to get to where they need to be. Uh, look, we, we need to make sure that there is less pressure on family budgets from transportation, which is often the second biggest budget item after housing itself. One of the tools that, that, that we have in our toolkit to do that is to make sure there's access to excellent public transportation. Yeah. Access to public transportation. Mm-hmm. You're going to put a subway in Nowhereville, USA? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to send a bus out to Corinth, Vermont to pick people up? Is that what you're going to do? What a moron. I mean, these people, they're so, they live such an elitist lifestyle. They don't even understand what's real and what's not real. That's just, When I say they're out of touch, it's exactly what I mean. Come on, man. We did it. We did it, Joe. Dum Dum Award of the Day. Pete Booty Judge, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost done. We're almost there. We've almost made it through. And guess what? My blood pressure is just fine. We're just fine, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Newsmax. What's going on with Newsmax? So I don't watch Newsmax. I never really have. I do like uh, Greg Kelly. I think he's a great... A host of a show. I think he's got courage, and I think he's a good friend of President Donald J. Trump. But what happened to Newsmax as a whole? 
Is Newsmax completely lost it? Are they gone? Is Newsmax completely woke now? Newsmax, ladies and gentlemen, Newsmax is so far gone that even the young Turks are starting to share clips from Newsmax talking down on Tucker Carlson. And not only talking down and bad on Tucker Carlson, which I expect the young Turks to do, but I don't expect Newsmax to do it. You know who else I don't expect to do it, folks? People like Dick Morris. But then you remember that Dick Morris used to work for Bill and Hillary Clinton. Then you remember Dick Morris shifted to be more of a GOP kind of rhino uniparty guy. Then you realize that Dick Morris is no different than Lindsey Graham. Dick Morris is no different than Sean Hannity and all these other warmongers at Fox who want to send the United States into war, third world war, with Russia. But I want to play a clip from you for you from Newsmax yesterday that absolutely made me sick, and I will no longer, and I know there's other things about Newsmax, about them being Clinton donors and all that, but I will no longer use or say the word Newsmax when I'm referring to news that people should go watch because they're becoming just as bad as everybody else. Watch this. Tucker Carlson, I've told you this before, Dick. I, I agree with almost probably 95, 98% of the things that this guy says, except on this, I'm so confused by it. When we get aside with the country that's a democracy that got attacked or the dictatorship that did the attacking, uh, listen, Grant, you can say you agree with him on 98% of the stuff. But Ukraine isn't 2%. Ukraine is the overwhelming bulk of it. I mean, Shut for God's sake, if you're for the, if you agree with us on everything, the only thing you don't agree with us on is that you're going to let Russia take over the world. Then I'm sorry, you don't agree with us. This was the one that left me really shaking my head. Cut four, roll it. The Biden administration declared total economic war on a sovereign country. No American had been killed. The United States had not been invaded or attacked. And yet with no meaningful public debate or congressional authorization, the Biden administration destroyed that country's currency, then removed it from the international banking system that impoverished its population. Joe Biden made a lot of mistakes with, with Russia, not doing things quick enough, not being strong or fast enough, but declared war on a sovereign nation. Dick, they bombed a maternity ward. That's a lie. Tucker Carlson, I've told you this before. And we've debunked that as a lie. And if it was a maternity ward, there was nobody in there who got killed. Do you guys realize, and I'm not trying to downplay this at all. Do you guys realize that less than 1,000 people have been killed? Less than 1,000 people have been killed. If Putin wanted to take over the world, Newsmax, I just want that, that loser that runs that show. I don't even know what his name is. I've seen him before. But for that loser who runs that show... If Putin wanted to take over the world, don't you think he would have started with little old uh, non-nuclear country of Ukraine? Don't you think if Putin wanted Ukraine, he could have took it over in one hour? How stupid is everybody today? Has everybody just lost their minds? Has everybody lost their minds or are they being paid to say something incredibly stupid? Because if Putin wanted to take over the world, he damn sure would have taken over Ukraine by now. Stop with the fear-mongering news, Max. Stop with the fear porn. You're becoming Fox News. Like I said, folks, third gear for me means I am done being nice to people who do not deserve the respect because they do not do the same for us and our country. A couple more stories here. Yesterday I showed you how New Yorkers at a New York Ranger game actually felt about unelected governor Kathy Hochul booing her off the ice. I'm sure you all seen that yesterday. If you did not. Oh, somebody said that's that's Trump's ex-press secretary. That's not him. That's not him. That's not him that has that was on that. That's not the same guy. Okay, who you're thinking of is Scott or uh, uh, Spicer, Sean Spicer. That was not Sean Spicer. That was I can't think of his name anyway. Kathy Hochul got booed off of the, uh, off the ice yesterday at a New York Rangers game. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I wonder if this is retaliation for that. Because you've seen how mad she was, right? You've seen how upset she was yesterday when her state was booing her off the ice? Well, ladies and gentlemen, her retaliation for that was to extend the COVID state of emergency for another month. The New York state of emergency 
was set to expire today. However, Kathy Hochul extended it to mid-April. Wow. Just wow. The open meetings law requires most state and local government entities to host their own meetings in person. That requirement was suspended by former Governor Andrew Cuomo, the rapist, at the start of the pandemic, and lawmakers throughout New York moved their deliberations to online. That suspension ended once Governor Cuomo's emergency powers lapsed last summer. But as COVID variants began to afflict the state and people were catching colds left and right, lawmakers enacted a series of similar suspensions. The most recent of them was tied to the emergency that Hochul declared once Omicron started to spread in December. Once that emergency ended, in-person meetings would need to resume. The state of emergency was due to end, um, but, Co- but Hochul extended it another month. California Governor Gavin Newsom still has his COVID emergencies and powers, and there's no end in sight. And California Democrats this week voted against ending Governor Newsom's COVID emergency powers because they love to live muzzled. They love to live in fear, and they love to live to be ruled by somebody else. No doubt the Democrats will bring back COVID mandates after the midterms this November. Now, folks, I want to end the show with something good. I want to leave you with a smile on your face about another person who's standing up to the woke mob and will not back down. Man, this guy is is incredible. A Lansing, Michigan banquet hall has been receiving death threats for holding a MAGA mixer event later this month, and the owner refuses to bow down to the leftist mob. The Lansing Brewing Company, for all of you who live in Michigan, you might want to go buy your beer with these folks now, but the Lansing Brewing Company canceled plans to host a political mixer for organizations supporting former Donald J. Trump after receiving threats and public backlash online from intolerant leftists. According to the Lansing State Journal, Lansing Brewing Company, located at 518 Shishwa State, I don't know if that's <laughs> Shawasi State, was widely criticized after a flyer for the event billed as a MAGA mixer gained attention on social media scheduled for March 26th. The mixer was slated to take place after a rally on the steps of the Michigan Capitol in support of former president. The organizers of Conservatives Gatherings, Grand Opportunity USA, and Republicans for National Renewal, two 501c4 organizations, were then left scrambling to find a substitute venue. They have since signed a contract with the... Okay, so they got the the, the banquet, the brewing company actually had it scheduled. I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. And they canceled it due to the death threats. Then the Royal Banquet Center in Lansing picked it up and they are now receiving death threats from the intolerant left. But despite these death threats, Royal Scott is still planning to hold the event. So again, I misspoke. Maybe you don't want to buy your beer from Lansing Brewing Company. But, but again, ladies and gentlemen, they were scheduled to have it and they canceled because of death threats. That's understandable. I get it. I've been there. So don't go against Lansing Brewing Company because they did schedule the MAGA rally. They just have a business to uphold. But this guy, the one who, ro- the one who runs the Royal Scott Banquet, he said, I'm not going to cave into these threats and I'm still going to hold the event. And now here is a news story from local news there talking about this in a little bit more depth than I just did. Here we go. Come on. Last week, we told you a pretty controversial story. A Make America Great Again event was supposed to be held at the Lansing Brewing Company later this month. But after receiving a whole lot of backlash on social media, the brewing company actually decided to cancel the event at their business. Now the event has a new Lansing location here at the Royal Scott Golf and Bowl. If you trying to cause problems by advertising what we're having here. You understand? That's what's happening. That's Todd Queasy, the owner of Royal Scott Golf and Bowl, which is organizing a Make America Great Again event later this month. The event was organized by Grand Opportunity USA, a nonprofit organization that has supported President Donald Trump. But when I, when I had a Build Back Better group here, or Democrat group out here, 
Nobody got offended because nobody knew about it. The Make America Great Again <laughs> event, which Hold will on, be held on March 26th. Pause that. You hear, what you, you, hear, you hear what the owner said? When I had a Build Back Better event here, we, we didn't get any calls or any threats because nobody knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> started getting negative attention in Lansing almost two weeks ago. Originally, the group was set to rally at the Capitol and then proceed to the Lansing Brewing Company for a mixer afterwards. But the Brewing Company decided not to host the event after the backlash they received on social media. I felt really ashamed of uh, LBC, of wanting to host this event and wanting to put forth ideals presented by MAGA and Trump. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to see that they are no longer hosting that Look event. Look at this soy boy. I'm not happy about it. And I think, again, it's cancer culture at work. John Moran is the founder of Great. Did you guys see that soy boy? I'm so glad that they're not holding the MAGA event there because it triggered me and it made me really scared. And I'm just, I hate MAGA and I hate those red hats because they represent everything that everybody tells me is wrong. So I'm just, I'm just so glad that they decided to not have it there. If anybody blew on that guy, he would fold like a cheap suit and die. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Obviously, the uh, the people, the, the owners of the Royal Scott, they don't care because they're receiving death threats and they're going to keep it going. Why? Because they're standing up. Now, I want to address something, something funny that I seen in the comment section by some loser in here talking about I'm a meth head. Look it up for yourself. Um, everybody here knows about my past and being uh, arrested. And nothing has to do with meth. As a matter of fact, nothing has to do with drugs. I've never touched meth in my life. Good try, but keep trying. As a matter of fact, come tomorrow. Give me more views. Give me more analytics to my show and continue to spew garbage that nobody believes. Because every time you do it, somebody's going to donate a dollar and make us stronger. Make America great again. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. God bless each and every one of you. I apologize for going over five minutes. But it is what it is, and it needed to be said. So, folks, I'll be back at 5 p.m. again tonight as we record for Real America's Voice News. But just remember, in the meantime, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Bye-bye. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't.